everybody. Welcome to episode 39. We are at a fever pitch. I don't even know if that's the right word for the arrow. Is that dark? Is it boiling point? Is it called an arrow? Is it an arrow? Was it arrow? I can't say it. Is it nope. an trekus <laughs> pitch? Is that what it's called? It can be. Sure. Bang. We're at the tip of the arrow's edge here on this arc. Um, Durf. Give me a recap. What happened last time? Well, what we did was we went, we registered for the tournament, and then we competed in the tournament of our Atissi Trekkis. Um, we beat some nerds who were flying on giant owlbears. And um, then... We pretty much whooped the best players in the world. Um, we beat them soundly, I would say. Um, and then they turned into dragon. No, they turned into a dragon. One of them turned into a dragon, sort of subsumed the other guys into his form. Um, and I guess I'm wide open right next to the orb, and we're about to win this tournament. Yeah, very good, very good. That's where you're at. You are right next to the glowing orb, which now that you see uh, see it clearly, uh, contains on the inside this crown of the prudent of the priest of Pelor Prudence. But there's a large dragon claw wrapped around it. Claunts the black dragonborn. Yes, has has uh, consumed his teammates and their wyverns, and is now this giant adult black dragon that hovers over you just so you remember remember kind of where you are in the arena carl you watch this scene unfold before you as you're tumbling towards the ground after this sick maneuver of leaping onto clontz's uh clontz's wyvern and tackling him down towards the ground which kind of sparked this this moment uh, in the first place you feel the scales of Vern slide across your back as he scoops you up just before you hit the ground tug you actually had the last shot which gave you gave you two scores and you are uh, flipping head over heels feather falling slowly to the ground and Durf you are hovering just next to the orb like I said before and uh, all around you is just chaos. People are screaming. They're rushing out of the stands. They're leaping from the lower balconies to to try to escape and, and go further down into the city, just as far away as they can from this arena and this giant monstrosity that now looks down on the three of you. Uh, what do you do? Goodness gracious. Wowzers. Um, hopefully. Um, uh, okay, so Tug is feather falling. So Tug will... Uh, Kind of his eyes going wide as he's falling slow motion to the ground. We'll put um, put his fingers in his mouth and do like a loud whistle uh, to get Boomsday uh, to kind of you know meet him as as is falling. So uh, Tug has his mount. Okay, perfect. Give me an animal handling check with advantage. I have my character sheet pulled up this time, and it is digital. So holla if you hear me. <laughs> holla, holla. Seven. And and a botch, so I'll go with seven. A botch? You get luck? I mean, do I re-roll that even though if I have an advantage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you always re-roll one. Uh, a one, so, again. So I'll go with, this, I'll go with <laughs> a, a seven. seven? Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't hear you. You whistle and it's just like... 
But you do, <laughs> you do land to the ground on both feet as you are just feather falling down to the ground. And Mr. Boomsday does eventually look back towards you and shrugs his shoulders and kind of lands, just dives down and lands down right next to you, uh, huffing and pounding his hooves into the ground. So he is there. He just didn't save you in a badass fashion. Excellent. I guess I'll awkwardly climb onto him. Um, <laughs> do we? Did we bring the potions to change back? Because I'm not trying to fight a fucking you dragon. You did not. You did not. Nor any of our armor. I'm realizing. Yeah, we don't have. We don't have shit with us. Yep. You are still dragonborn in your wet sweaters. Tug is always packing heat. You know this. The only thing you have right now is the tug mug, and you're actually shirtless because you you chucked your wet sweater at a small boy, <laughs> small child. <laughs> So, so Durf and Carl, I'm going to let you guys have one action before uh, shit goes down. So what do you want to do? What do you mean? Shit, shit hasn't gone down yet? This oh, shit dragon. has definitely gone down. But you're going to get this uh, free action before the dragon Can't wait for axe. the mega before shit. Before Klaunt's axe. What's up? Can I attack it? Or are we an initiative? Like, we're not an initiative. You're not an initiative yet. You have, uh, you, you have a chance to react to what the hell just happened first. And then we're going to get into it. What are it. you going to attack it with? Polymorph. He's got the he's, <laughs> he's got the nerf or nothing crossbow. <laughs> Gonna fire a, a foam dart at it. Yeah, I want to use polymorph on it, on the dragon. You're gonna polymorph oh the dragon? My God. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. A, How does this work? Uh, it doesn't. It, ha- it has spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> this spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. Okay. All right, I'll make a wisdom saving throw. That's perfectly fine. Oh, God. Here we go. Plus six. That's a 24. <laughs> well, that'll that'll hit. <laughs> that'll hit. So what the, happens? Derp, tell the, me how you attempt to... The wisdom saving throw will hit, <laughs> and uh, the dragon does not turn into a chicken. So how, how, do, you, uh, how do you cast this spell? What's it look like? Uh, Durf just, like, f- panics and <laughs> blasts a polymorph out of his hand as soon as he sees the dragon, and it just kind of, I guess, bounces off of its scales. Or, no, it makes a wisdom save. It, like, goes into him, and he glows for a second, and then nothing happens. All right, fair enough. You do hit him in the face, uh, but he quickly, quickly shakes it off. Carl, what do you want to do? So, I guess I would want to... I'm going to have to roll a perception check. Can I see where the registration area was to try and find our armor and yes. weapons? Yes. Give me a uh, give me a perception check. Yeah. Uh, lucky seven. Lucky seven. <laughs> uh, that doesn't do it. But as you look over to the left, um, you, you hear shouting below. You, you're looking from the left to the right to try to find this registration table. But you hear shouting below, um, and it doesn't sound like scared shouting from the crowd. But you turn and you see a white pegasus flying straight towards you. And riding atop its back is Falcor. Sassy is clutching at his waist, the, a thick leather bag strapped to her back and the wind just like battering her wispy hair. And she yells, we've got your stuff. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Klontz, the black dragon, 
as this is happening, you see Klontz the Black Dragon close his right claws around the orb that contains the crown, and he rips it from whatever spell was holding it there with a spark of magical essence. And he stares down at the three of you with piercing red eyes and smoking nostrils, a long forked tongue flicking out from his gaping mouth. And you hear his dragon voice, his deep, booming voice say, You cannot beat me. You will not take my crown. And he pounds his powerful wings against the air, and he arches his neck upwards and moves above the arena, where screaming fans are still desperately trying to escape. And let's roll initiative. I mean, I was thinking we could just go all Cotton Candy Village and come back for this one last. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, guys. Good luck. (laughs) Sorry. Tug, Tug comes through with a 22. Nice. Wait, so do we have our gear back on? No, but Sassy and Falcor have your stuff, and they are closest to Carl at the moment. Okay, but I don't get to re-roll my... I don't have advantage on my... No. Initiative roll. No, right, correct. Uh, 13. Okay. Also a 13 for Carl. Uh, what's your dex mod, Carl and Durf? Plus three. One. All right, so Tug, you are up first with a 22, followed by Klontz. And then Durf Carl. Tug sees uh, Falcor and Sassy kind of swooping in. Um, we don't have our stuff yet. So Tug makes, kind of cu- like carves out a line of pursuit of the dragon that will make him cross either in front of or next to, depending on what direction they're flying in, so that he can just get his essentials, which would be uh, his um, lightning mitts. And um, in this case, I really just want a potion to change change back to myself. Everything okay. else, everything else can er, kind of kind of piss off. Okay, so I'll let your action be that. So you you uh, hop onto Boomsday, and he soars high into the air to make a a cross course towards Sassy and Falcor. And as Sassy sees you approach, she reaches back into the into the sack, and actually with her wand, she points it down, and your items start to glow and raise up from the sack, and they fly towards you, and you catch both the potion and these lightning fists. You're really only able to do this with a couple items, so if you, the other two of you uh, want to do something similar, just just make sure that you're grabbing the essential items you want to use. Is taking a potion uh, a bonus action, or is that a full action? I'll let it be a bonus action for the, in this case. So you pound, you pound the potion and turn back into Tug? Yep, pound the potion, turn back into Tug, and uh, again, my trajectory, trajectory line was towards the dragon, but in a way to intercept Falcor and Sassy, so I'm uh, in pursuit. Okay, perfect. You, you throw on your items, and then you make a beeline straight towards the dragon. And Klontz sees this, and he sees you coming, and he whips around, and as he does, along with him, this long, powerful tail comes flying forward in an attempt to uh, smack you and Boomsday. Rolls an 18. Uh, is that armor class? That's against your AC, correct? Yep, that hits. That ties. Okay, that so. hits. Uh, that hits. Okay. And that is going to be 14 bludgeoning damage. God! <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I'm not fucking around anymore. This is the, might be the hardest thing that you have fought so far. And give me a uh, dexterity saving throw. 21. 
All right, you're able to stay on Boomsday and maintain the course, even though you take this massive hit by this sharp black jagged tail. Durf, you're up. It would take me a move to go get my stuff. An action to go get your stuff and put it on, yes. Okay. All right, well, I'll fly over and do that. And I'll also... So how far off the ground are we? Um, so the orb where you were you were kind of hovering next to was 40 feet off the ground. Is there anything like a pedestal that used to have a potion on it or something that is solid that I could drop a totem on that we would be within its radius? Uh, give me a perception check. 17. 17. Okay, that is solid enough. Yeah, that's a really good idea. You you can toss a totem. You see one kind of right in the middle of the arena, uh, just a, maybe 10 feet higher than you are now, but you're able to, you can throw it. Since Klotz is kind of up, hovering above you and hovering above the arena, you think this is the best shot you have of a place that could uh, encapsulate the fighting area. Okay. Uh, so I will use a bonus action to throw a um, Hawk Spirit Totem on that thing. That does what? Okay, everybody gets advantage on perception checks while in the aura, and I can use my reaction to grant advantage to any attack roll. Okay, nice. So a reaction means you can do that once per round, essentially. Perfect. Okay, and then you fly down. Now, what items do you want? You really can only grab maybe two or three... Three small items, two medium items. What what does Sassy give you? So, well, my thought would be my armor, my helm, and my staff. Is that too much? Yeah, I'm going to say pick two out of three if it's one action. You, there's, I mean, wielding yourself and uh, putting on armor and a helmet would be a lot for six seconds. Uh, I'll take my armor and my staff. Armor and staff. Okay, now you still do have Eugene, and Eugene's got that potion. So you have a couple extra things on you that you um, remember to steal at the very beginning. So you do have a couple things. Um, All right, so you soar back down towards Falcor and Sassy, and Sassy throws you what you you request real quick. And Carl, you're up. Is there any, like, town guard like where where where's all the like city defense and all that yeah as you see sure sure as you see the 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 normal person the general fans and townspeople kind of trying to escape you see out from the palace this horde of guards and they take aim the dragon is too quick or too high um you can see them just stalling and shaking their bows those that can try to kind of attack it um they they're just waiting. They're they're not really doing much to help at the moment. Okay, uh, I'm going to also approach Falcor and Sassy and grab uh, my shield and uh, Sora's bane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. You get both those things: shield and Sora's bane. And Tug, you're back up. You are a beelining straight towards Klontz after taking this hit. I'm going to chase down the dragon, and I'm going to uh, attempt to get onto the dragon's back. Fuck yeah. Okay, uh, give me a... Um, so so chasing down isn't too hard because it is just kind of there. It just took this massive swing against you, and it's just pounding its wings. Um, give me a acrobatics or athletics check to get onto the dragon, and what part of the dragon are you trying to climb onto? Uh, on its, like, in between the wing wing shoulder blades. 
So back, okay, spine kind of area. Yep, and I'm going to use um, a key point to automatically succeed. Okay, nice. So uh, tell me, explain to me how's the, how this happens. So Boomsday, Boomsday and Tug are almost one at this point uh, throughout the day in the training, the very meek amount of training they did. Boomsday actually catches up to the dragon, and the dragon being so much bigger than Boomsday, to make it just an easy drop-off, actually kind of lands almost on the dragon and like gallops gallops to the spot where Tug wants to get to in between the shoulder blades. So it lands on kind of like its butt, the dragon's butt, and then gallops to in between the shoulder blades where the wings are and Tug kind of like double pats the size of, side of Boomsday's neck and um, jumps jumps off and grabs onto, uh, I guess, the wherever the wings attach to the back. And okay, boom, sweet. No, Boomsday kind of peels off knowing to to stay close because things might get bad. Okay, sick. Nice. So you are now on fucking Klontz. What do you want to do? Um, so was that considered my movement or what, what do I what do I have? I'm going to allow that to be your movement. Yep. Um, well, I think it's I think it's time to start punching. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to try and rocket some uh, some haymakers into the back of uh, uh, back of the dragon's head. All right, do it. First roll is a 15. That will miss. Good. Well, not necessarily miss. So AC, I mean, we've never really gotten into this, but AC is not necessarily you swing down at the dragon and you miss. It's basically like this particular hit does little to no damage, essentially. Its armor is too thick. Gotcha. It's an abstraction. Correct. Um, and then my second roll here will be a 12. That will also not do any damage. Excellent. Can't wait. So Tug elects to hold on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you only two, only two attacks. Okay. All right. So yeah, you pound your fists into this thing, but you hit solid scale from bang, bang, two, two swift strikes to the back of its head, uh, doing very little. Now, this is fun. An adult back dragon, black dragon gets things called legendary actions, which you've, you've never fought anything with legendary actions before. But essentially, these are actions that they can take freely at the end of each person's turn. Um, so it's going to take one of these legendary actions now, and it is going to beat its wings furiously. And as it's pulling its, I don't know where a wing, wing are, wings on a dragon are kind of like right there on the spine. So it's going to tighten its wings up and try to batter you uh, with these these bulbous muscles. Rolling. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't roll. Oh, you make a deck save. Oh, that's good for you because I rolled a natural 20. Deck save. Hooray. A 16. A 16 will not make it. So you're going to take uh, 16 bludgeoning damage. All right. You take 16 bludgeoning damage, and you actually are knocked prone. Now, on the spine of a dragon trying to clutch on, I'm going to say knocking you prone, you fall flat on your face, and you start to slide down its spine and roll me another athletics or acrobatics check. I'll use a key point to automatically pass. All right, so you reach your left hand up and just barely snag onto one of its scales, and you hang on, but you're about 20 feet below where you were before, so now you're square in the middle of its back, not up by the head. Durf, you're up. Okay, Durf will um, use Conjure Animals. I'll use a fourth-level spell slot to Conjure two 
CR2 creatures, I will conjure two Quetzalcoatlus (laughs) in the air. Okay. You have the stat blocks for these guys? I do. Do you want me to read it to you or... No, nope. Just explain to the audience what a Quetzalcoatlus is. Quetzalcoatlus is a pterosaur, the largest pterosaur, the largest terra- the largest flying animal in history, um, about 20 meters uh, wingspan, 20 feet wingspan, and um, what it can do is it has a dive attack, which is basically like a charge attack for terrestrial beasts, where if it flies at least 30 feet, um, it does extra damage, and it also has flyby, which means when it flies out of an enemy's reach, it does not take opportunity attacks. Pretty sick. And just for for those of you saying, when has Druid or when has Derf seen a Quetzalcoatlus and able to do this? Well, you're not actually turning into one, right? You're just summoning one. That's true. But I did I look through that book and was like, do I see a bunch of dinosaurs? And you were like, sure. Yeah, that's true. I don't remember if that was in the podcast or outside the podcast, but the, yeah, that book you found in the Arcane Tower did have this this creature. That's what I was going to say in the first place. So, so I, uh, how far am I from the dragon? Uh, you are. You flew down to get your stuff, so you're probably about fifty feet on Rosa, which Rosa can, can like straight across from him. No, below him. Like he's fifty feet above me. Correct. If you're below him, he is above you. That's correct. I'll, I will summon the both of them ten feet above the dragon. Okay, give me uh, initiative rolls for both of them. Uh, twenty-one. Okay. And nineteen. All right, they are both going to go after Tug. All right. Okay. So on the next turn, do you name them? Fluffy and Prudence. <laughs> both names that have already come up in this podcast. One, the name of a priest in the current arc. Fluffy? <laughs> Prudence. Prudence. Dear God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I named them after that stuff. And I'm pretty sure you named the shark you met in Dragonspire Island Fluffy. Well... It's a great name. <laughs> My man likes name. dipping into the same well over and over again. <laughs> uh, you know, Geralt from The Witcher names all of his horses Roach. So, Fluffy maybe and Roach? I name all of my summons as Fluffy. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fluffy and you're going to go with Prudence? Um, I'll name it Bartholomew instead. Okay. Since Fluffy and Barty. Barty. And Barty, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> The diversity is stunning, Tiz. Way to go. Uh, Okay, so up next is Carl. I'm going to put on the rest of my armor and then start flying towards uh, Tug. All right, yeah, Tug is is currently slid down the dragon's back, hanging on for dear life. Um, And you see this. You see this battle between him and this monster. And you soar up, and you're close enough to reach him. To reach Tug, if you want. Nah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, I'm just. I'm just gonna hover. Hell yeah! Shout out. All right, so I'm gonna say actually, since you get close enough, he's gonna take another legendary action. If you're not doing anything here, that's fine. See you your turn. Yep. Okay. He's gonna take another legendary action. He already used his wing attack, which actually costs two actions, but he's got one more, so he's going to make another tail attack against you. As he sees you coming, he is going to lift up this massive tail and strike out, and this time he's going to target Vern. Uh, And he rolls a uh, 13. 
So two plus 11, 13. So that will, does that hit Vern? Vern is a Wyvern. He is a 13. He's a 13. So that just hits Vern. All right. So Vern is going to take 14 bludgeoning damage. His tail swipes across its chest and tug, you are up. I am. So now I'm, I'm down by the tail. Yeah, you're down like middle of the back. Okay, you middle. slid down to like middle of the back area, but you're still hanging on. What um, what claw is the crown being held in? The left claw. So it's kind of like a dragon's kind of got these uh, like this long thumb on the back, and then like three um, long claws in the front, and it's kind of like each each of the claw tips is is wrapped around it. So it's kind of tight in its grasp. Uh, I'm going to spend a key point for um, passive defense. Um, so next turn I get a dodge and I get advantage on my dexterity rolls. Okay. And <clears throat> I will try and scamper. So, so that's my bonus action. I will try and use my regular action to move up the whatever's back. Mm-hmm. And then I will try and uh, lay in a punch. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you roll another acrobatics or athletics unless you want to use a key point. Um, I will I will roll for this one. Okay. 17. That'll do it. That's fine. Good enough. So you, can, you kind of um, quickly, acrobatically, from scale to scale, parkour your way up to uh, its neck and head region. Um, and then I will use my two attacks similar to my last turn. Okay. 19. I will impose advantage on one of those attacks. Okay, 19 will hit, so you can do the second one if you want. Okay, the second one was a uh, 20 not natural and uh, a natural 19. All right, so both of those will hit. Durf, you want to hold that just sure. in case someone else? Okay, cool. Yep, both of those will hit. So go ahead, do your damage. Nice. Uh, first one is 10, 12. 22 damage, nice. Okay. Um, so how, what does this look like? Uh, so Tug definitely, as you said, is kind of going like scale groove to scale groove to kind of uh, scamper up the dragon's back. And it kind of finds a fleshy spot in between the wing, wing scale and kind of like base of the neck. And he just locks his left hand in to give himself a grip and just starts punching in between the scale to try and uh, inflict some damage. All right, so the damage that you do, you can tell that Klontz tenses up slightly, so you definitely inflicted some sort of pain onto this dragon um, because you kind of have to hang on after you after you strike this guy. And both of the Quetzalcoatlus, Durf, Quetzalcoatli, lie. They're up. Both uh, of them are Ketso, up. Ketsokoatlixen. Um, Fluffy and... <laughs> Fluffy and Bartholomew. Bartholomew, <laughs> Bartholomew are both up. Uh, okay, Fluffy and Bartholomew will fly 20 feet up so okay. that they can dive 30 feet down at the dragon. Um, and they're both going to um, dive at his eyes and do a, uh, a, a bite attack. Okay, on nice. This. So we'll say Fluffy goes first. Fluffy rolls a six, so I'm going to impose advantage on that instead. Okay. And he rolls a two. So that'll miss. Fluffy, <laughs> uh, Fluffy just shoots right by. Doesn't okay. hit at all. And fucking Bartholomew doesn't hit either. 
Uh, so they both just shoot right by, and uh, they'll use a, they'll use flyby. They don't provoke an opportunity attack to swoop down, um, and they've still got like sixty feet of sixty feet, fifty feet of movement. So they will okay. fly. They will you know loop up in an arc and end up forty feet above the dragon again. Forty feet above the dragon. Okay, now are they on the same kind of like line, or are they? Did they split up? Uh, I'll say that they they split. They split. Okay, so they they swoop down, miss as Klontz. Actually, at the same time that Tug is punching Klontz, Klontz tenses up and raises his head at the last second, and your Quetzalcoatlus just kind of fly by and make a wide arc up. And Klontz sees this with its good eyes, and he targets one of them with a massive acid breath. You watch as it's as Klontz's mouth opens up and inside forms this gigantic ball of this hot green flame um, that blasts out in a line towards Fluffy. And I need Fluffy to make a deck saving throw, DC 18. Natural 20. Natural 20 will do it. She still... She? She still takes she. half... Of two is fifty-eight. Uh, yeah, she takes twenty-nine acid damage on a natural twenty. Correct. Cool. Still, still safe. Yeah. Yep. Twenty-nine acid damage. Um, so the Quetzalcoatlus is so quick, but still, some of this residual acid um, lashes out onto its one of its uh, massive wings. And Durf, you're up. It's your turn. I'm excited to get one shot by this dragon. Um, hmm. Okay, so where are, where are Tug and Carl? I'm on the dragon's back. Yep. Okay, and Carl is hovering uselessly next to him. <laughs> okay, and I'm still 50 feet away, right? Correct. Does my uh, mount still have the extra speed that comes with me being an assassin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. You could. You so can reach the dragon and then some. Um, I will fly straight at the whole group, and I will reach down. Well, no, no, I won't. That's bullshit. <laughs> this is fucking nonsense. This dragon. I tell you what, it's really, it's, it's in my head. It's in my head. The dragon's in my head. Can't lie. Um, I'm just gonna use a second level healing word. I'm going to fly. I'm already in range. I'll use a second level healing word on Tug. Okay. Uh, 10. So he heals for 10. What is your healing word? Feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All one word. All one word. Yeah, it's elvish. (laughs) 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 Alright, so you rush you rush past. No, I don't uh, rush past. That that's the ranged one, so I use it from where I'm oh, sitting. So you just shout, feel better in Elvish. <laughs> and how and much tug was it? Ten, ten health hit points. Tug instantly feels better. Wow. Somehow. <laughs> wow. So, Alright, Carl, you're up. Hey 
Hey everybody, this is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Thanks for listening to the episode 39. I want to make this a really quick uh, mid-roll because I know there's a lot of action this episode. I want to get back to it. So real quick, um, just a quick announcement. We are going to do that question and answer episode I talked about for so long. We are going to do it the weekend of October 26th. We're looking at Sunday right now. We're thinking a weekend. Uh, Sunday, 11 a.m. is the is the potential date and time i will let you know via twitter and all our social media places um if that's going to change but right now we're looking at sunday 11 a.m on twitch twitch.tv slash ymia tavern you guys can subscribe to us there and and get notified when we go live Um, we're going to be answering your questions mostly from discord if you've got some other questions and you're not on our discord uh please shoot them our way whether it be a twitter message or the taverncast at gmail.com shoot us any questions you have about the show um and uh let's see real quick i also want to give a special shout out to our 15 dollar or more patrons uh these people donate a lot to the show to help us uh help us grow with equipment and you know the music that we hire out and art and conventions that we want to go to and uh, everything goes back to us and, and back to the show uh to make it better and to make it a better experience for our listeners so thank you guys so much for donating to patreon.com slash ymia tavern if you want to get in on this a lot of cool perks here we go Eleanor Fitchett, David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Sir Falkor the Fearless, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Ursula Bertea, James J.C. Aklantz, who wants to give a shout out to Hit Dice Podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Sierra Clark, Jason Ford, Jonathan Zeman, Michael Kenitzer, Chris Salberg, Jaeger, GM Binder, Max Bender, Holly Roxana, Chad Putnam, Ice Blue, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Nathan and Samantha Ballou, and John Dalstrom. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. Really means a lot. All right, everybody. Um, don't always always remember. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. Go uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those great places. Uh, stay connected, and um, we hope you enjoy the rest of episode thirty nine. And we'll see you next time. All right, peace out, everybody. Tugs on his unconscious back, just used a breath attack. I'm going to uh, kind of heal uh, Vern to kind of dive for Clance's eyes. And uh, as as I go to make a strike with Sora's Bane, I'm so scared. I'm so scared right now, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. I don't want to die. Is this the second time that's happened on the first attack with Sora's Pain? This, this is my third turn. It's on my third, yeah. Oh, okay, so, so you've rolled every time. Okay. Yeah. No, I, you roll it the first time, and then it's whatever turn. That's right. You rolled a three. And okay, I rolled okay, a three. Okay. So this turn. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you lose your turn just <laughs> weeping <laughs> openly, uh, becoming a really vital part of this fight <laughs> so far. <laughs> It's good to have a paladin who can tank damage and do damage. And actually, as this happens, as um, Sassy and Falcor see this happen, Falcor kind of rub rolls his eyes, and Sassy smacks him in the side, and she's like, "Let's go, man! Let's help!" And they 
rush up. You see this Pegasus beat its wings and they fly forward towards the dragon. And Sassy takes out her wand and points it as this massive fireball comes streaming towards the dragon. And he misses the saving throw. Fuck yeah, he does. He misses the saving throw as this massive fireball slams against his chest, doing 9, 10, 11, 14, 16, 17 fire damage. And that hurts him. That hurts him pretty bad. <laughs> Cut me real deep, Lydell. So Pegasus, <laughs> uh, Skittles, Falcor's Pegasus just crosses across his chest and Sassy throws this fireball straight at him and Klontz jerks backwards as it takes this massive hit of fire. Tug, you're up. Um, Tug, now feeling just a bit better, um, <laughs> is going to uh, expend a key point and go full in on a flurry of blows here. Uh, <clears throat> Beautiful. So I will let me mark down that key point here. So I believe I. This is the beginning of a new round, Durf. So you can. Yeah, I know. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. So the first roll I had was a twenty-five. That'll hit. The second one is a twenty-two. That'll hit. Third one is a twenty-four. That will hit. Fourth one is a seventeen. Will not hit. Wait. So the first three hit. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to impose advantage on the last one. All right. Well, <laughs> it's only your funeral. Fair. Uh, it's going to be I mean, all it's of not our like funerals. Sh- it's so. not like stronger, is it? Is the fourth attack stronger? No. It's just no. like one attack? No. All right. Roll your damage. Yeah. 9, 8, 13. So 23, 31, 40. 40 damage? Yeah. From three attacks? Holy oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you didn't hit roll, the I'm last sorry, one. I'm sorry, I rolled the fourth attack. I apologize. Uh, it is 25. 25 damage, okay. Very good. So, again, three swift strikes right between the scales. Um, Klotz is still looking pretty good, but you can definitely tell that that hurts. Um, he kind of arches his back and and spreads his wings out wide, and he his flying is slowed and a little bit more jerky, but he uh, he's still looking pretty good. Fluffy and Bartholomew are up. I would like Fluffy and Bartholomew to each fly at... They're to the sides, mm-hmm. and I would like them to each fly at the wing that is on their side and try to bite at it um, as they, you know, dive in to like maybe maybe poke a hole in it and um, hinder his flight. Okay, nice. Yeah, I guess give me a bite attack. Both All right. Fluffy rolls a 20, not natural. That'll hit. And I'm going to impose advantage on Bartholomew and he will miss anyway. Um, so let's see. Fluffy deals 66 plus 2. Holy shit. So that's <laughs> okay. 27. 27 damage from Fluffy. All right, that hurts. So this, tell me how this, what does this look like? I'm going to say, so they're going to swoop off afterwards again mm-hmm. um, using their flyby, um, which doesn't provoke an opportunity attack. Um, though obviously it could do a reaction attack like you did last time. But so he, she, she uh, swoops in and actually. How does it? How does it happen? I mean, it's like webbing, right? Like a bat's wings. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say she like closes her wings to become sort of cylindrical and just spins like a drill and goes straight through the wing that she's attacking. She barrel rolls through his wings? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah, leaving that's a hole awesome. in it. Leaving a, leaving a gaping hole. Very good. All right. So Fluffy, yeah, does that. She spins and leaves this gaping hole in Klontz's wings and he roars and he's going to spend a legendary action, two legendary actions to commit a wing attack against both of them. Okay. So I need both of them to make DC 19 deck saves. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fluffy rolls a seven, and Bartholomew also rolls a seven. What are the odds? All right, so as she, as uh, Bartholomew misses and Fluffy kind of pierces through, they get clobbered by these huge, powerful wings that are beating down, and they both take 15 bludgeoning damage, and they are knocked prone. How does one be knocked prone in the air? That's a very good question. Fluffy's dead. Fluffy's dead, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> hella that's prone. hella prone, bro. And I guess so, Bar- Bartholomew yeah. is just sort of crumpled and falling. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. A flying creature knocked prone, it f- starts to fall. Its speed is reduced to zero, so it basically is struggling to fly. Now, it's so high up, I'm not going to say it hits the ground yet, but it's getting close and loses a lot of distance as it's just plummeting towards the earth, and Fluffy hits with this resounding thud. Um, okay. Dead as a doornail. Okay. Is the dragon uh, hindered at all by having a hole in one of its wings? Um, Aerodynamically hindered? It leans to the left a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Leans to the left, but making it much harder on Tug to kind of control his attacks. Good. That's exactly what I wanted. All right. Perfect. Now it's Klontz's normal turn after those legendary actions. And... Klontz sees that you are the source derf of these massive creatures that have been just swatting around it like flies and one that pierced through its wings. So another acid breath gets loaded up and comes screaming straight towards you, this bright, bright beam of acidic energy. I need a deck saving throw. DC 18. Monster 6. Okay. You are going to take Durf and Rosa. 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You got lucky. <laughs> that was that was 68, 16 damage. Oh my gosh, I rolled four more ones. <laughs> Awful. 20, 27, 32 acid damage. That is so bad for 12d8. 32 acid damage. Durf and Rosa both. Incredibly lucky and still almost one shot. (laughs) You are consumed by this green energy that starts to burn at your your turtle armor and several of Rosa's feathers just burn up and start to smell horrible as you're flying on top of her and she screeches out in pain. Um, I guess I need to take a fucking concentration or whatever. What's that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Natural and 20. Actually, Natural oh, 20. Okay, you did. I was going to say, it's actually <laughs> half damage, so you would have had to roll a, not a 10, but a 13. But yeah, you do it. So okay. yeah, um, Bartholomew is still still alive. And it is your actual turn, your physical turn this time. Okay. Uh, I will use a third level Cure Wounds on myself. Mm-hmm. So I heal myself for 16. Nice. Carl, you're up. So, uh... Seeing that my how how big 
is like the dragon. Mechanically, huge. Massive, right? Massive. Massive. Biggest creature that you have fought to date, for sure. Bigger than the lich dragon? Not bigger than the half a quarter mile wide dragon head, no. Could Not a, that big. Could a uh, dragonborn fit in its mouth? For sure. For yes. sure. Perfect. 100%. So seeing that my compatriots are injured and I have done nothing but cry like a whiny little bitch, um, <laughs> I am going to fly directly into this dragon's mouth. Okay. And jump off of... Fucking what? Yes. Okay. Yes. And jump off of Vern, attempting to land in its mouth and then start my attack. Just swing, right. swinging Give wildly. Me, uh, let's see. Swinging wildly, trying to like disable its like acid breath, kind of. <laughs> okay, give me a. Um, let's see. So this is a pretty difficult maneuver. You are you are traveling against this beast's wings and claws and teeth. Give me a animal handling check. I'll give you advantage just because I have been with these uh, creatures. These mounts that you. Second had. roll is a nineteen. Okay, that'll do it. So you. You maneuver Vern away from the big, big claw that comes swiping down at you, and at the same time, Klotz turns his head just at the right moment that you're able to kind of sneak in between its teeth and leap off of Vern, and you land on its tongue. Give me a constitution saving throw. This is an acid dragon. 17. Okay. I'm, well, <laughs> I mean, previously we've had uh, acid be diseased, right? No, it's no, not poison. It's not poison poison damage is a different thing. That's fine. But you, okay. you leap onto its tongue, um, and you can tell. I mean, it just it just feels like death in here. It's burning at your armor, but you are you don't take any physical damage. Uh, what are you doing? In this I'm thing? going to uh, swing, lash out with Sora's bane, and try and kind of like disable. I don't know, disable the breath attack. You're just slashing away, slashing at away you can at see. anything I can physically reach. All right, roll your attacks. I guess you're you're doing two here. Yeah, I'm doing two. Any divine spites or anything? I get I get to, get to see if I get to hit first. Gotcha. So okay. I've got a 18 and a 21. Um, the second one will hit. Durf. Uh, I'll impose advantage on the first one. Okay. Oh, buddy. It's a natural 20. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right, what do you what what do you want to do here with divine smites and everything? So both of those attacks will hit. So I've I've got two charges of Sora's bane. Can I use both charges? No, no. Okay, so I'm going to use the charge on the d20 because I get double damage, right? Okay. On the 20. So that one I will use uh, Sora's bane, which is a level three divine smite. Okay. Which is six d8, and then it'll be doubled. So twelve d8. Yes. Shit. Hell yeah. Well, you roll. You could roll a twenty-seven like I did. Right. Uh, and but instead, I rolled a fifty-six. Shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's just the first attack. That's just the first attack. What does this look like, Carl? Um, you tell me. I'm I'm standing there on this tongue. His tongue is kind of undulating, and it looks like Carl's just dancing. It it looks like he's. You know, he's gliding left and right. He's twirling. His his sword is moving uh, at a pace that is almost un- you are unable to see. Beautiful. And what about the second attack? The second one, I'm going to use my normal Divine Smite. Okay. For 15 damage. 15 damage. Okay. 
So same thing. You were just hacking and slashing away at this. You chop off Klontz's tongue and it flies out of his mouth and goes plummeting towards one of the stands and just smashes against the wood with a smack, with a wet smack. Klontz is very much bloodied. He, this was a, a, an attack that he did not expect and you have torn his mouth to shreds so much so that blood is pooling in his throat and he is unable to you can tell that he is unable to procure or create any sort of acid or otherwise breath inside this this shredded mouth but as a legendary action he is going to just whip his body around and i need tug and carl both to make dexterity saving throws as he's thrashing about in pain. Yikes, that's going to be a 10. Okay. 17. 17. All right, so Carl, you you grab onto one of these long teeth uh, that is that are ha- that is hanging from his mouth, and you are just flopping around like a rag doll as Klontz's head is swaying left and right. Tug, give me an athletic check to see if you can still hang on to the, to the dragon without falling. Yeah, I'm going to spend that key point, baby. All right, so once again, you slide <laughs> down. This time you slide down so far. Uh, the, the shredded wing, the big hole in its wing, the massive attack to its mouth, this dragon is thrashing about so wildly that you, you kind of wildly la- try to reach out and grab onto these scales, and you slide all the way down just hanging to the base of its tail, just barely hanging on. We'll take it. And... All, all the while, Sassy is powering up this second fireball, but you hear Falcor shout out below to these guards that are just trembling and still haven't made an attack just because of all the chaos that's been going around. People have been pushing pushing away from them and knocking them down, and he, he yells down to these guards, and he says, Two arms, men! Find them out! There's plenty of them here! Find them out! Let's... Take this thing down! Save your city! And the words resound around the arena, and you see guards starting to leap on owl bears and flying owl bears and hippogriffs and wyverns and pegasuses. And all of a sudden, at least a dozen or two mounted guards are flying up towards this dragon in a very kind of inspiring scene, um, trying to take this thing down and help you guys out. And we're going to the top of the order. Tug, you're up. I'm gripping on the end of the tail, so I'm thinking I need to climb back on. No, with the inspiring, inspiring uh, scene, uh, Tug dangling on the end of the tail uh, begins to whistle for Mr. Boomsday. Hell yeah. And he hears you immediately, and he soars down just below the tail. He's looking like he's coming down a long arc, ready to pick you up. Tug uh, releases and uh, slow falls to land, uh, to kind of make himself an easy scoop for Boomsday. All right. You are scooped. Um, and I'll use my last action to drink. Um, I can't recall what the potion is called. I, my notes are unreadable, but it's the one that gives <laughs> plus two inspiration. Okay. Gives you, like, inspiration dice. Yep. Inspiration points, yep. So I'm going to use that as my bonus action. Okay, six. So now you have two points of inspiration. Nice. And Bartholomew is still alive somewhere. Yep. Yeah, where's he at? I assume he is not... He's below the dragon. He's below the dragon. He's about 40 feet plummeting towards the earth. Um, Doesn't hit the ground. Kind of catches himself back into flight. 
And so he is now how far below the dragon? About 40 feet. However, since it came out of the prone position, technically, mechanically, if you are prone, getting out of the prone position takes away half your speed. So I'm going to say half of his speed is taken. So he has exactly enough movement to get to the dragon, and he will just do that. Um, That will not give him... It has to be a dive, so he will not get uh, the extra damage. And um, he's just going to... He's going to go at that wounded wing. Okay, nice. Bite attack again? Yeah. He's going to roll a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so I'm going to say... The Klontz, even in his injured and angry state, still um, has enough in him to do another legendary action wing attack against. And I'm going to make Bartholomew roll a deck save at disadvantage for the natural one. Okay, well, the first roll is a six. Let's see, if, let's see if we can top it with a three. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right. I'm sorry. He has plus one. Up it's a four. four. All right. Bartholomew takes 15 bludgeoning damage. Bartholomew shockingly remains. Still up. All right. So Bar- <laughs> Bartholomew misses the wing completely, taking a hard, bony structure straight to the face, um, but is still still kicking. And it is Klontz's turn. Klontz tries to create this, this acidic breath, but all you hear... Um, all you hear, Carl, is just gargling, and you feel this this hot, burning energy inside the mouth, uh, but nothing happens. Klotz is just wildly flailing around his tails and his claws and his wings, trying to attack anything that comes in its, its direction, and a tail comes straight at you, Tug, since you just kind of flew off with Boomsday. I'm going to roll with disadvantage because he's so low in health. 17. 17 is just one shot. Okay, in this heat of battle, in this momentum, and this potion that you just drank that filled you with inspiration, you are able to dodge this powerful tail that comes swinging straight down. You pull Boomsday off to the side, and Durf, it's your turn. Okay, so the first thing that happens is Bartholomew um, infinity gauntlets into dust because Durf is going to stop concentrating on <laughs> conjure animals. Okay, he fades away. Um, and so, so let me just make sure I know where everybody is. Mm-hmm. Carl is still in the dragon's mouth. Hanging on for dear life on a tooth. Okay, and Tug is in the air sort of around, but not on the dragon By anymore, his tail, right? yes. I'm- Okay. Yeah, I'm on Boomsday, though. I am safely on Boomsday. Correct. Okay. And we are in a thunderstorm, correct? Yes. Rain, this whole time, lightning has been streaking across the sky. Thunder, just copious and copious amounts of rain. Dark clouds everywhere. Okay. Durf begins to um, subtly glow blue. Um, his eyes, in particular, uh, start to glow very bright blue, and electricity starts to radiate off of his body as he uses call lightning. Holy shit. And he is going to direct a bolt of lightning to flash down on the joint where the injured wing uh, meets the dragon's body. Okay. So lightning strikes and deals damage to every creature within five feet of that point, which is only the dragon. Right, very good. Okay, so you roll an attack or do I have to make a save? The dragon makes a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That is a 19. That's a bummer. Yeah, that 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 hits. Uh, roll your damage. It might be enough. 11. Alright. The clouds somehow get even darker as 
lightning streaks from cloud to cloud, and then lightning comes together and soars straight down towards the joint um, right between Klontz, right between Klontz's wings. In the meantime, these mounts, these hippogriffs and wyverns are soaring around him. Arrows are coming out and lodging into its side. Uh, Swords are slashing out, cutting at different parts of this wing. And a lightning bolt streaks straight down from the sky and splits Klontz's right wing in half. And as it does, Klontz arches his neck with this high-pitched roar that almost deafens you. His wings, what remains of them spread wide across the sky as another streak of lightning comes down and strikes the same spot. He goes into a backflip that sends him plummeting down to the arena floor, Carl along with him. Uh, Carl, do you want to do anything as this is happening? Like, are you going to give me a chance to... I'm giving you a free action to do something so you don't take a shit ton of falling damage. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kind of as as Klontz arches his back and goes over to his free call, I'm going to uh, cast Misty Step to kind of fly out into the open air. Mm -hmm. And as as I appear in the open air and I am falling... I'm going to whistle for Vern to attempt to come and catch me. Yeah, you can pretty much Missy step directly above Vern and land in his saddle. Okay. If you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. that. That's much better. Safer. Yeah, you vanish out of Klontz's mouth and appear just directly before Vern, who scoops you up and you land back in his saddle. And as, as Klontz flips upside down and starts to plummet, his claws around the orb jerk open and stiffen, and the orb is released like a, like it's being launched in a high arc where it is consumed with a blinding light for just one brief moment before all goes silent and then it shatters. And it releases this diamond crown that's flipping through the air high above the arena. I'm going to make a frantic dart for the crown okay give me an animal handling check 15 15 that is just good enough so as you see this and Durf, you are watching this and as soon as this orb shatters you feel as if your hand has been stabbed with a searing hot knife and carl races towards this diamond crown and scoops it up with fern and makes a wide arc around and carl As you wrap your hands around the crown, the whole world goes silent and you fall into darkness. And we see the crown atop the head of an old dragonborn queen dressed in fine blue silks, sitting proudly on her throne. Anxious generals plead silent words, asking her for something she chooses not to hear. She sends them away with worried looks as the vision fades. And then we see the same woman, now masked in shadow, a long hooded priest robe covering her figure. Her silvered face is stern as she looks forward at something, arms clutching at the railings of her balcony at the highest window of the Arrow's Edge Palace. Her face fills the vision now as she mouths the following words in a dull tone. Six days and six nights, the battle raged on. Darkness met light, like dusk turns to dawn. They came for our people, 
They came for our land, controlled from afar by his dark outstretched hand. We watched those we loved fall under his spell. Mother and sister and son, they all fell. The world fell in chaos, so much did he take. By the time we arrived to cut the head off the snake. And slowly the camera turns towards what she has been looking at. But as it does, Carl, you feel yourself starting to come back to consciousness. And halfway through the turn, you feel the rain once again as the dark, dreamy sky begins to fade, replaced by the storm of the current night. And you start to hear the sounds of screaming once again. The roar of people, the shouting and unsheathing of weapons from the guards on either side of you on their mounts. And you hear a distant echo of snarling beasts. And as the camera turns all the way around now, you look out over Arrow's Edge to the pitch black land of Euphoros. Lightning streaks across the sky once more, illuminating a million shadows among the hills, racing forward with unmoving wrath. The army of the Dread King is upon you, and you are not dreaming anymore. Last but not least, a very special shout out to our $5 or more patrons. Uh, If you want to get in on this, go to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Metal Minister, Adair Bristow, Cody Irwin, Henry Strong, Lady Magesire, James Kendall, Shepard Tiberius, Joshua McKee, Anderson Martins, Jimmy the Penguin, Austin Pence, Derek Norman, Tim Searle, Liquor Locker, Team Eugene, Jacqueline Green, Snormantha, Kensworth Slater, Zabrija Emma Spring, Team Joe and Carl, Joshua Ald, Tornland for the Win, Oyabun, Ryan Corbin, Torrin Schwarz, James Crouch, JJ Holler, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Menads, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Dan McStalkerson, Jason Rittman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Ian Coughlin, William Martin, Dungeon Masters Thrift Shop, Dungeons and Newbies or Jack, Nick Vukulich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, Joe Quickle, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you all so much. You have no idea what uh, it means to us that you will donate money to our show to make it greater. So thank you guys so much. Uh, We will see you later. Bye.